Well, I am grateful. I'm going to thank you in advance for your gift of grace. Since I've been preaching full-time in our contemporary service since September, I've developed a rather informal style, and I'm used to preaching from a little piece of paper. And this morning at 5 o'clock, I realized that, oh my goodness, I better have a transcript. So I will do my best to, to give you what I believe is God's message for us today. But I thank you for this privilege and for your gift of grace. Stuart worked hard to prepare these booklets for you, and his sermon was going to be based on Proverbs chapter 3. So if you were not given one on the way in, please be sure to take that as you leave the sanctuary today. Faith. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 says it is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. Or in other words, faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Foundational to continually developing faith and trust in God in our relationship with him First and foremost, above all else, we must desire to grow closer to him and to mature in our faith. Faith is one of the fruits of the Spirit. That fruit is the result of putting God as our first priority and spending intentional time each day in personal worship, prayer, study, and service. Corporate worship on Sunday morning and on Wednesday or other times during the week is crucial to our walk with Christ. But the soil is tilled and watered and weeded. The vine is pruned and the fruit is produced through personal spiritual disciplines. So the more we live out that first commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all of your soul and with all your strength, the more sure our foundation is that we stand upon. So what difference does faith make? I believe it makes all the difference. Now on this second Sunday of Lent, we are focusing on the topic of parenting. And I want to approach this topic from a couple of sides. First of all, being a parent, and then having a parent. Now, I realize that some of you here this morning do not have children of your own. I realize that some of you are way past the child-rearing years. I realize, too, that there are many in this room who desire to be parents, and for a variety of reasons, you have not been able to have children of your own. I just ask that you hang tight and bear with me. It's my prayer that each one of us will hear something meaningful and applicable for our lives today. I believe parenting is an incredible call to discipleship. It's a responsibility like no other. Pastor Andy Stanley suggests that there are four stages or seasons of parenting. He suggests that from birth to five years of age, those would be the discipline years. And then from five to 12 years old, that would be the training years. From 12 to 18, the coaching 
years, and from 18 forward, the friendship years. Now, I believe that some of those stages and seasons overlap, and I don't think they're as cut and dried as he suggests. But he puts forth a solid design for parenting. I'm no expert. God blessed us with two girls who have a great deal to offer the world in spite of the mistakes that David and I have made as parents. I simply have some observations and suggestions for those of you who may be raising children. Children need healthy structure and discipline. Life is hard and things will not always go their way. Don't feel that you need to show your love through going and doing all the time and buying most everything that your child wants. Children need to figure out what to do when they're bored. Let them be bored. Children need to be prepared for the challenges that are going to come at them in life. They must experience falling and failing and getting back up. Parents, you can be their greatest encouragers. You can be their advocate, their defender. But don't do everything for your child. Teach your children how to determine right from wrong. Teach them that they can't always get what they want. Now, Emily left because she was here at early service, but I looked right at her because often I sang to our daughters, Emily and Rachel, the Rolling Stones song, Oh, you can't always get what you want, but if you try sometime, you might just get what you need. Proverbs 22, 6, train up or start children off in the way that they should go. And even when they are old, they will not turn from it. The most important gift you can give your children is teaching them to seek God's wisdom and God's will for their lives. To follow Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and to rely on the Holy Spirit as the voice of truth. This means that our children need us to be living out our witness, putting God first in our lives, prioritizing family times of prayer, reading scripture together, talking through various aspects of the Christian faith. When we model a personal, intimate, devoted life as a follower of Christ, We are helping children to understand who God is. And then we are truly discipling them and training them up in the way that they should go. Recently, a dad of a college student shared this list with me of what he'd like to do differently if he had the chance to do parenting over again. He said this, First of all, I would love my spouse more. And that would happen through words, through deeds and actions in front of my kids. I would laugh together, and I would want us to laugh together as a family. I would want to be able to admit my mistakes and even laugh at myself. I would want to listen, truly listen, and be there for my kids. I would hope that if I were able to do it again, he said I would stop everything when they need me. 
And although I am the provider for my family, I believe that work needs to have its place after my relationship with Jesus and my family. He said I would be more honest about my weaknesses, and I would pray differently for myself. I would pray to grow in God's will and wisdom for my life, and then I would pray with my family. I would hope that we could read the Bible together and worship together. He said, I want to put God first in all that I do. And for that, he says, that means speaking more openly about his walk with Christ. He said, I want to talk more about my faith journey. He said, I would do more things with the kids. I would spend more time with them. And I would encourage and motivate them more. I would point out their strengths and I would help them with their weaknesses. I believe that dad was right on target. Ephesians 6, 1 through 3, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may go well with you, that you may enjoy long life on this earth. This is where I'd like to make the shift to the second part of this message. Because you see, we all have or have had parents. We've all had parents, and I believe we need to take a personal look at that relationship. So I want you, if you will, turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians 5, beginning with the 14th verse. Second Corinthians five fourteen through 21. For the love of Christ controls us because we have concluded this, that one, Jesus, has died for all and therefore all have died. And he died for all that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. From now on, therefore... Regard no one according to the flesh, or other translations say the worldly point of view. Even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him, Jesus, we might become the righteousness of God. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. 
I'm just going to be really honest here. As I was preparing this sermon, I felt very strongly the need to just flat out name the fact that many of us, regardless of our age or season in life, have experienced pain because of less than perfect relationship with our parents. Our relationship with our parents or a lack thereof influences how we live our lives profoundly. Those of you who know me pretty well know that I believe in doing what I call the tough inner work to continue to grow on this journey of life, this journey of transformation. And I believe that throughout our lives we learn and grow and mature in our faith when we look closely at the relationships in our lives. So I want to spend a few moments with you and ask you to think about your relationship with your parents, the positive and negative influence they had or have on your life. What are you most thankful for? In what positive ways have your parents influenced you? What hurt you the most? What do or what did you long for? How did you turn away from them? Where does your relationship need attention? Are you harboring anger, bitterness, or resentment? And I will say flat out, it's time to deal with it. Have you been burdened by unforgiveness, even hatred? I realize that some of you have estranged relationships with your parents or with some of your children. And I just want to encourage you to cry out to God today. Ask God for the courage and the strength to do that tough inner work. If parents or children have died and you cannot reconcile face to face, allow Christ to love on you. Begin first with your relationship with him. In Connect, I was going to, at this point, show a a video. I've come across uh, just the neatest thing. There's a a sheep farmer in Tennessee who has a ministry. You might want to check it out on YouTube and Facebook. It's called Prayer Stop. And through the goings-on of his sheep, he teaches about relationship with Jesus Christ. I saw a video of a mama sheep who had earlier that morning given birth to twins, a male and a female. And the sheep farmer called attention to the fact that the mama had shunned the female. Something happened at birth and immediately that mama rejected that female lamb. The video is poignant. The little lamb goes up and tries to suckle, tries to get up close to mama, and she butts her, keeps butting her away, and paying attention only to the male lamb. It brought tears to my eyes. 
the shepherd said this. The sheep farmer said, hey, I'm the shepherd. I have to take that little girl home. I have to clean her up. I have to bottle feed her. I have to care for her. And I have to raise her. Now that led me to think about, <laughs> funny how my mind works, but it took me there, to, to prophet Isaiah in chapter 53. Because in Isaiah 53, the prophet describes the deep love of our great shepherd, Jesus, for us. And the depth of pain and rejection that he went to on our behalf. The depth of his love for us. You see, his suffering on the cross was for us. You know that. If you have experienced pain or rejection from a parent or from a child, go first to the great shepherd. He wants to pick you up. He wants to take you home. He wants to feed you himself. He wants to have a personal relationship with you. He wants to spend time with you. The reason Jesus endured the cross was so that he could bring healing, forgiveness, redemption, reconciliation, eternal life to us, but also so that we could live new life here on this earth. He was despised and rejected. He was acquainted with grief. He endured the cross so that you and I might live. There is often pain in the offering. Go to Jesus. He knows the pain. He endured it for you and for me. As I said, it's time. Don't waste another minute. Allow your heavenly father to lavish his love on you and allow the great shepherd to scoop you in his arms and to nurture you and love you and to help you deal with those relationships that need attention. I'm not going I'm not going to lie and say it will be easy. It may be the hardest work you've ever done, but take the step And step by step, your great shepherd will light the way. This Lenten journey, by his stripes, we claim that we are healed. Don't be afraid to get the help you need. To be a better parent. To begin the process of reconciliation with a parent or a child. Or to develop a stronger and more loving relationship with your parents. Or with your children. Let us pray. Oh great shepherd we do need you. We need you. We need to be reconciled with you. So that we might. Be the people you are calling us to be. Work within us. Work through us. By the power of your Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen.